Hello, dear starshines. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to another week of the next, of the lunchtime chats. Uh, we'll give everybody a second to get on board. Um, I'm maybe starting a little late today. Um, <clears throat> for those of you who are new to the chats, my name is Christina, and I'm a consciousness acceleration expert. And we are here to talk about those topics and issues that are significant to us star seeds, way showers, and new paradigm visionaries. We have capacities, abilities that are not necessarily embraced by our larger human family. Therefore, we have very unique perspectives to the daily challenges that we are facing. And I am here to do the best of my ability to meet you in that space and offer perhaps a liberated perspective so we can keep moving forward as visionary, so we can keep moving forward um, in our sovereignty and keep moving forward, uh, discovering more and more depths of freedom and liberation. So welcome, 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 everybody. Um, as you come on board, just say hi, let me know you're here. Um, I, I might look, uh, <laughs> well, in my personal opinion, I might look a little under the weather and I, I'm detoxing right now. So my nose is really red and <laughs> maybe my voice is a little harsh, a little rough. Um, but uh, I'm okay. Just wanted to, you know, you guys are sensitive and observant. So if you notice, I just want to put my finger on that right now. I'm going through some very interesting detoxing experience. Hello, dear brother, young trick named Jim. All right. Both my partner and I have said to the to said this to each other before, but you like look like you're getting younger every day. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, darling. That's that's very sweet of you to say, especially since I, I really feel under the weather today. Um, and it's interesting how, uh, you know, detoxing uh, expresses itself. Uh, this is a very unique one because um, one of the things that uh, I noticed that is affecting me, you know, other than like the sinus thing and the sneezing, I've never sneezed so much as I have in the past uh, day and a half. Um, but the other thing is, is that I can't seem to keep thoughts in my head. Um, like, for example, the chats here, I had, um, you know, I was going through perusing through some of the social media, uh, our, our social media outlets, just seeing what the, the conversations are, because I've been I've been in the wilderness and a bit disconnected. And, uh, and I had a couple thoughts in my mind. Oh, yeah, I'd like to, it's nice to talk about this. It's nice to talk about that. And I'm brushing my teeth. <laughs> you know, getting ready and I sit down and I hit play and I can't remember any of any of those things that I was thinking would be interesting to talk about. It, it, the struggle's real. <laughs> um, so this is a very unique kind of detoxing that I'm going through. I'm curious uh, with you guys, how does detoxing normally go for you? Uh, you know, when you when you um, went th went through a lot of energy purging or emotional purging or physical purging, and then now your body is kind of like catching up to what you did, either have like a really strong, you know, like say, um, I don't know, like you had a really um, deep energy clearing and then your body's catching up or maybe you stuck your finger in that spiritual lightning socket. You went to a sacred site and you got and you got activated. I'm curious um, to check in with you guys on how do you normally experience detoxing? Because uh, I think we're all different, but I think it's also important for us to to, to put our finger on it because uh, a lot of people, especially our young ones, our young star seeds who um, have it that don't necessarily have really strong starseed community around them or an indigo community around them, um, they might fall into some default um, 
matrix programming. They won't recognize that um, they're detoxing. They'll think that they're actually sick, like they actually have a flu or they actually have a cold or they, um, you know, maybe they, they're going to go get tested for COVID when really they're just detoxing. Okay. Um, I think it's important for, for people to frame this up in a way so you can recognize what kinds of things um, your body needs to detox from, right? When we tell ourselves we're just sick, then, you know, we're just blaming the sickness. We're not un understanding the deeper process of what our body is going through. There are some schools of thought, and I just recently, um, well, maybe a couple months ago, a dear sister in Tulum um, mentioned this to me. Um, she's of this thought, and that is that we don't ever get sick. It's all detoxing. And, and her particular paradigm of understanding is that there are no real um, um, viruses and bacteria. It's all, it's all the system trying to right itself. It's trying to maintain homeostasis while you purge. And that, that was her particular school of thought. So um, I'm curious, guys. Let us know. Let us know. How do you detox? How do you detox? Bev, I'm curious. How do you detox? What, what kinds of things do you notice your body doing? All right, dear brother Young Trick says, detoxing for me has historically produced runny nose, sneezing, and sometimes headaches and tiredness, and lots of shits. <laughs> it's awesome. I'm literally in awe every time. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. Oh, I love it. Beverly says, I get bitchy. <laughs> you know, I, I think I have that too. I... um. Yeah, it, maybe cranky. Is it cranky? It's more of um, I like clear the decks and I'm just like, everybody get out of my space. <laughs> everybody leave. <laughs> like, get away from me. I just want to be empty. <laughs> and uh, that might come off a little rude, right? People may be like, well, wait a minute, you know. Um, so when you're get when you're getting bitchy, do you tell your friends, hey, I'm just detoxing? Or do you just do you just say, you know, deal with it? Or, or maybe they know you enough. Oh, dear young trick says, yeah, that's a good one too. That too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, detoxing come out physically. It can come out, um, you know, uh, emotionally, like what we're talking about being, being grumpy. Um, it can also come out in the ways of like, you know, not being able to sleep. I think that, I think young trick named, um, listed that. Oh no, he said tiredness and headaches. Yeah. Um, I really haven't had detoxing headaches. I'm, I'm glad for that. Usually when I have headaches, there's some level of me that's in, in resistance to an energy that's trying to um, move through my system, you know. So, um, so this detoxing stuff, let me talk about, you know, what we did that, that spurned this on. So um, if you guys were um, on our emailing list, you know that um, we did our first uh, open uh, um, grid work session on Tuesday. Fascinating, really fascinating work. And we had a great group of people um, show up and, and we went ahead and tracked into and cleaned up energies. It went very, very deep. And it did eventually connect into some much larger um, power over dynamics. Um, I won't mention, you know, the details because there's still more work to be done. And there are some other um, Indigo Starseed groups that I know of that are taking over that next leg of the work that, you know, have already um, already set the time and date to to can to pick up where we left off. But um, what is interesting is that 
as we're tracking and cleaning up these energies, the language and what we're looking at seems like we're talking about something outside of ourselves, like this grid work canopy, this grid work um, canopy that goes not just above us, but is below us in the energy lines and stuff like this. But as we were going deeper, 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 it was very closely connected to our own physical systems. So we're going deeper, deeper, deeper. We're getting more stellar galactic cosmic. But as we're getting more cosmic in the energies that we're looking at, the more directly connected to our physical bodies, the clearing became which is fascinating. Uh, this is something that, you know, we all know on some level, but to, to experience it at deeper and deeper levels, it's always a very profound thing. You guys understand what I mean. It's like you're aware of something and then you have experience that takes you that much deeper into the awareness, right? And uh, yeah, in this case, it was is really, really beautiful, really, really cool. All right, so I have a message, a heads up, I think, trying to get on the, the, on the app via tablet or phone. It's working, B. Oh, okay, so it looks like we're having, YouTube maybe is having some difficulty. It says that um, if you're trying to view, view this in a browser, like in YouTube in a browser, it's not coming through, but if you watch this on a on the youtube app like on a phone or a tablet then you'll be able to access it okay well i wish there was a way to tell people that other than the ones that are actually accessing it <laughs> yeah um that maybe we can rely on your creative uh magic to uh, maybe shoot out an email or something i don't know let people know I have no idea how to let people know that um, there have been some weird technical issues. Um, there's uh, I was planning a trip and multiple times when I went into my favorite site to book this trip, it said that our site's not working. It's down right now. And I found ways to work around it like what you did, Beth. But um, uh, but every single time I went to that website, it, it would tell me that. And, and that would pause. It's like, is this the universe telling me something or, you know, am I, or should I just use my magic and, and work around it? Right. Um, and, you know, and that's an interesting question. How many guys have you asked yourself that question, right? Is this universe telling me something or is it right for me to figure out a way around this obstacle, right? I think it's a great, great question. Okay, hold on a second. Before I go down that road, let me check in with what's going on here. Okay, so Firefox is working good as far as browser access. Okay, so it could be a Chrome issue. Well, that wouldn't be surprising, would it? <laughs> Having it be a Chrome issue. Hey, Jackie, good to see you. All right, she's saying that it's coming in through. It's coming in great. Greetings from Guatemala. Wonderful. Thank you, darling. Okay, so, um, oh my gosh, going back to where, see, this is what I mean, my mind thoughts. I don't have my mind. Um, I usually can hold that thought and come back to it. And I need to come back to it. And it's not there. Had something to do with knowing something on a deeper level. Mm, okay. This is going to be a one track, one track mind conversation. I won't be able to multitask now because <laughs> my, my, my uh, detox process is not allowing it. Not allowing it. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. <laughs> It'll, if it comes back to me, if you guys put it in the chats and I can come back to it, I will, because it was, it was something I wanted to talk about. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. 
I'm getting embarrassed now because I totally lost it. So, mm -hmm. so going back to um, another piece that, that kind of dropped in that I want to talk about. And that is the um, empowerment, right? Oh, 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 I'm getting back to it, the empowerment. So how do you know when something is a block that the universe is putting in your way for a reason versus something that you need to work around? And this is the difference between victimhood blame and action and accountability, okay? This is the difference. So when we have a tendency to give up easily, okay, this is us giving up in like, in a, in a woe is me, like, oh, it's just not meant to be, you know, it's kind of like, you know, universe isn't letting it happen, you know, that kind of feeling, right? But if we are, um, so that's, that kind of like goes through the step-by-step -step process that leads us into giving up. And a lot of times we confuse giving up with surrendering, okay? Uh, surrendering is, has a different flavor. And, and surrendering is more about surrendering your resistance to doing what you know is right, okay, in your heart. Surrendering you, all your excuses on why you're not showing up in your fullness. Surrendering all your excuses that's getting in the way of you doing something that may be really hard to do, but you know in your heart is the right to do, okay? It's a different kind of surrender. Um, this other kind of surrender is like giving up, and that doesn't help you. And it doesn't help the people that need you either, okay? So when we are facing an obstacle, you know, there's questions we need to ask ourselves. And if we get to, you know, if it's meant to be, right? And this is my favorite part of the whole process. If it's meant to be, then it's up to me to take action, okay? It's really up to me to take action. I am the one in position to take action on this. Leaving it up to someone else you know, it, it doesn't feel good in the gut. It doesn't feel good in the heart space. It's made you, like this, right? And uh, and this is these are a, a good uh, pieces to keep in mind because I can't tell you how many times people have told me that you know they've given up their personal authority over to the obstacles that are in front of them, and and, and it takes me to an old um, Chinese proverb that you know nothing worth doing is easy in this world. Nothing that is truly worth doing is easy in this world. Okay. And, and, and sit with that. Think about that. This world is bass backwards. The currents in our collective grid system, the currents in our subconscious and our ancestry are all based on falsehoods. They're all based on distortions, lies, power over dynamics, victim dynamics, trauma programming, right? So of course, standing in your truth and exercising your will as a sovereign creator being is not going to be easy. There are a lot of challenges you have to face and figure out a way to work with it, work around it, work over it, surmount it, whatever. Okay. Now that that's not to say that, you know, you, you, not to pay attention to synchronicities because synchron because these synchronicities are the very that's the perfection of the creation universe meeting us in our challenges and what i mean by that is is that something might be very challenging it might seem like it's insurmountable or even impossible but because we are showing up so fully 
in our being and we are facing the moment after moment after moment in our fullness and we're you know committed an opportunity does come and we need to be ready for when that opportunity presents itself that we don't hesitate we take action right then and there we don't wait we don't we don't um you know retreat and think about it we take action when that window of opportunity arises and this is so so important because this is how we make impossible things possible is by working with the multi-dimensional aspect of who we are working with the creative part of the of the universe this is the universe colluding on our behalf okay it's colluding with us to do these impossible things so um, I want you guys to keep this in mind when anytime you're looking at something that feels like it's insurmountable or impossible yeah if we are playing or coming to it in a 3d space if we're coming to it in a 4d space yes it is impossible and that's because those spaces are set up for it to be impossible those spaces are set up for it to be a zero-sum game but you as a multi-dimensional can go past that 4d sense and you can go into your multi-dimensional realms access points and quite literally pull forward the encodement that manifests the opportunity, the very unique single moment opportunity that can change the tide of the whole thing. Okay. We have that ability. So Matt, no matter how big this monster looks, you know, the government, the, you know, all these different systems, whatever, that doesn't matter. That's all in the 3d 4d field. And yeah, you know what? They do have dominance over the 4D field. Not as much as they used to, but it's still very dominating, right? Just go, you know, just go into any public place and, <laughs> and you'll feel it. You'll feel the heaviness. You'll feel the stress. Um, and of course, I'm sure it depends on the day and it depends on, on what's going on in the collective. Right now, uh, the collective, uh, like media and such, they're revving up. They're getting their, it's like we're in a bit of a... Um, in a space here because they're revering up for the full blast of of campaign season and you know campaign season is is constant bombardment of drama um shock and awe um outrage because that's how they get people motivated that's how they get people in the manipulatable state right so they're going just be prepared the media is going to come out with so many outrageous things so many things for us to be outraged about okay so you know, those fields are dominated by that kind of drama. And just know that that's only, that's only two of two fields of your larger landscape, two nesting dolls of a much larger landscape. Now, if you include ancestry, okay, three nesting dolls, the physical, the 3D, I'm going to say the telluric, the 3D, and the 4D. So those those fields are dominated by the control systems, but your 5D field is not. Your 6D field is not. That's your light body, right? Your 7D field, your soul song, the tone of your very essence, the the all that is field is not. The the uh, void space around that is not. Okay, and then the nesting dolls just continue to go up from there. Those are not necessarily dominated by those control systems 
Now, I, co I know that there's that cosmic multidimensional empire out there. So I'm not talking about that. That's something on a whole nother, whole nother level of conversation. <laughs> I have to use different words to, I have to use different words to start addressing reality on those, on those levels. Okay. Um, but I'm just giving this 3D, you know, um, typical human language here. Because uh, once you get past the galactic plane, uh, the languaging changes and you, you need to, um, we need to find words that fit um, descriptions that can describe quantum, right? <laughs> so um, I would be talking very differently once we go past the galactic plane. All right, here we go. Hello, dear sister. Hello, hello. Um, oh, okay. All right. So Young Trick chimes in. He says, get get that full campaign blast out of my face lol i watched trump's speech the other day even that dude is exhausted already i bet he's been i bet he's been drugged okay right drugged there's lots of meanings to that word isn't there <laughs> right well so this is this is what i mean right the drama ensues and then we get caught up in it because it's like because the narrative is so close to how so many really feel, you know, and we feel kind of like caught or sabotaged or something when that is the collective feeling that they want to project, they want to project through the grids. So here's the thing. Remember, even Trump and this Pete Trumpers are going to not like me saying this, but even Trump, they're all working for the same side, folks. They're all working for the same side. There's no Robin Hood here. Okay, that is a persona cultivated. That is a manipulated persona cultivated to gain favor. There is no Robin Hood here. Now, I'm not saying that they're not actually competing because they are, but they're all competing for the same force. <laughs> it's just one ego driver thinks they should have the force and the other ego driver should not have the force. You see what I'm saying? They are both going after the same power. They're go they're both going after the same system. Now, <clears throat> there are dynamics within there. Think of it as a chess game. There are dynamics in there where some very unique opportunities are going to present themselves. And that is the synchronicity of the universe. And those opportunities, those are the ones that I'm actually interested in watching. For example, so this is going down. I suspect that this is going down for Trump because the forces that be do not want a DeSantis-Trump debate to happen on public TV. Okay. And why would you say that's a thing? Okay. One is because the media has full on committed that they hate Trump. He's like evil incarnated, right? So there's no way they can ever endorse him. But at the same time, um, DeSantis is close in line to being disliked because he's considered anti-vax. You see what I'm saying? So they have to take Trump out of the picture because if they were to have a public debate on news, which they cannot black out because it's a Republican primary debate, they cannot block that out. That is something that is expected to be televised. There is no way to delete that from the public media circus, right? So that means that the debate of vaccines on public TV has to happen. And that's why they're taking Trump out of the picture. They're doing their best to take Trump out of the picture. Will it work? Maybe. I hope it doesn't. 
because I that's one of those synchronicities that I would definitely tune in to watch. I'd, I'd go over a friend's house to watch that debate on TV because I want to see what they do, how 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 it gets worked. Because remember, the collective field, they may dominate it, but they can't have total command of it. Okay. It will blow like a volcano. They have to release, um, give those release valves. They have to relieve the pressure or else the whole thing will explode in their face. Okay. And they're masters at this. They, the control systems are masters at this. So, so this is not something that, you know, it's not their first rodeo, so to speak. They are engineering this so they can stay in play. The same thing with, I mean, it's a great example is the green movement, the environmental movement. The environmental movement started off with a whole bunch of early generation starseeds, indigos that loved this earth. We love Pachamama. We love nature. We know that it's a crime against humanity to decimate ecosystems to decimate, um, you know, if people's like in third world countries, their entire way of life gets destroyed because their lake gets poisoned, right? We know that this is a crime against life in our heart space. And that's where the movement began. But as it went from generation to generation to generation, it got turned into, see the control systems say, okay, this is a, this is a, a pressure in the collective that has to have expression. It has to have movement. So they decided, you know, in, in early school learning generation after generation, you know, they're going to start cultivating the minds of our young ones to tell us, look at the terrible things that humanity is doing. Look at the terrible things that the system that we have no power over is doing. Right. And they start indoctrinating generation after generation, all these kids telling them this awful heartbreak and crime against humanity. There's nothing you could do because of the systems. Humans are poison. Humans are like a cancer, you know, all whatever, the whatever you know the whole uh uh the, the significance of that narrative is i think a lot of us have different versions of it okay so by the time we get to adulthood we're outraged we're like fully in a we're like full on in a particular polarity and we have um and we have leaders that try to step up but none of them get traction now you notice now it gets traction. Why does it get traction? Because now the systems are in place for the powers that be to stay in control and have their way and the momentum of this desire they are riding on to further their own agenda in their own way, which I'm telling you right now is not a life affirming agenda. It's not a life affirming agenda. It's more power over dynamic agenda. Okay. You guys want to watch something really, really interesting. There is a woman. She's, she's now passed. Her name is Rosa Corey, a white haired woman, um, very outspoken. I think she's um, of Jewish descent, grew up in California, was a real estate, um, a real estate, uh, all right. It started off as agent, but that shifted into some sort of, um, role where she was auditing, um, county processes in a real estate level, like a business um, commercial real estate level. So that's how she got into it. But she quickly realized that there is a very um, entrenched agenda being unfolded when it comes to land rights. And she, of course, did her homework and was very political and did all this stuff, uh, you know, all this research and found out, found the plan 
that was actually documented on how the powers that be are hijacking the eco the ecological movement in the direction that they're taking it. Now, her last um, presentation, I think that I've seen publicly on YouTube was in 2012. Okay. 11 years ago, guys, everything that's happening right now, without exception, she called out 11 years ago in her talks. She said, this is the agenda. This is what it's going to look like. There, it's, it's incremental. It's this increment, then that increment, and that increment. And this is how they usurp our own justice system, usurp our own structure of government through corporations, through um, uh, 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 foundations and stuff like this. It's, it's absolutely so many brilliant points she made. And, uh, and it's like a playbook, one by one, one by one by one by one every single thing in that agenda so far that she talked about has happened right and and i just saw the final one of the um i don't want to say final piece but one of the really big pieces in the is in the energy sector and that is where they want to convert everything over to electricity and eliminate natural gas and um petroleum okay uh, and you might wonder why, what's that about? It's because they can't control natural gas. They can't control, um, you know, anything that has any kind of wild card in it, they can't control. But if everybody's hooked up to electrical grid and there's no exception, then, then they have total control. And this is how they, they, the whole idea is to make people dependent on the system. Because once people are dependent on the system, they're going to be more willing to acquiesce to things they normally would not acquiesce to. And of course, we saw what that agenda looks like with the whole La Cucaracha thing and the, um, the jibbity jabs, right? Whew, where did that turn into a battle? Still, it's a battle, I found out. They're still enforcing mandates in colleges, in a lot of colleges, even though they, oh, wait a minute, I can't say that. All right, even though there's evidence of untimely events for these poor young students, um, the doctors aren't free to say what's really going on. So that's the, that's the only way they're getting away with it. Our, our doctors are quite literally trapped and are not allowed to say what it is that they really want to say or what's in their mind or what's in their conscious without massive repercussions, such as losing their license, losing their privileges. You, you see what I'm saying? So there's this, this and very, very interesting extortion game going on. I'm, I'm getting off track. Let me get back to it. All right. So Young Trip Trick says, yes, the green movement is a power over dynamic nightmare. It started cool, but shit, man, the crap is messed up nowadays. Pachamama has enough resources for at least double the current population. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That is the truth. The Pachamama, our mother earth, your mother, the one who has given you this, this beautiful dream to unfold your consciousness within is infinite in, in her abundance. Okay. She will never stop making life ever. We can destroy an ecosystem. A new one will crop up. We will totally decimate something. She will write it. Okay. Not that we should do that. Those sorts of things. Absolutely not. We need, we're here as caretakers as if we each do our part and proper caretaking of mother nature, we will, we can sustain population twice of what we have. Okay. This old program that there's too many people and people need to be eliminated. You know, that is 
a power over dynamic. That is a program. That's the death program. Okay. So, so how many people out there believe that there's too many people on this planet and the earth can only sustain so many? I bet you there's probably a lot listening to this recording. They're saying, yeah, I'm, I'm one of those. Okay. So is it that, is it the people or is it the system that supports the life of the people that's stressing this planet out? right? Is it the people or is it the systems in control, in dominance that are stressing everything out? Okay. It's the systems that are quite literally vampiric. They suck the life out of things because it doesn't have a life force of its own. Sucks the life out of things. And this is why we're in the position that we're in. Now, if each of us were living in our own microgrid, each of us are responsible for our own food, each of us were responsible for our own medicine, in our, for our communities, for the education of our children, all this stuff, if we, our family unit, our neighborhood unit, our village unit, were the ones responsible for these things, then none of this program would have any power over us. But it's because we're not we're not taking personal responsibility for all these things. We're giving it up to the system. That's that's why we're in this position. I mean, how many I can't tell you how many mothers I know. That, you know, <clears throat> think it's completely normal to hand their kid over to daycare at three months old, six months old. You know, oh, yeah, you know, go, you know, and they're in daycare while she works. And then and then uh, then after that school and then daycare, you, you know what I mean? It's like someone else is raising your kid and teaching them a value system someone else other than you you don't even know what that person's personal values are they're instilling having a huge influence on your kids now i was way too stubborn for that but i know that there's a lot of women that are in this position where that's their only choice and that's not a fair choice which is how this system works this system is not meant to be fair the system is meant to force you to acquiesce and every time we acquiesce, we're giving up some part of ourselves to the system. That's how the system stays fed. So going back to the model of us taking personal responsibility for these other pieces. And when we're all doing this, when we're all caring for the environment, we're all making choices to cultivate environments that give home to all of the different life forms, populations that require a home, that need a home. That is completely different model. We make, that's an entirely different value system. Okay. There's a video I posted a while ago of a TED talk. It was a, 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 a deny woman. This is the deny are like a, um, um, they are, uh, they're, they're from the, um, the Hopi Navajo, um, tribes. They're, they're like a, they're like a designation within the tribe. And if that's the right way to say it, um, <clears throat> I once worked with a Navajo medicine woman who was deny. So she defined herself as deny anyway. Um, so they're like the spiritual keepers of of that of the tribes and she described her tribes having a long rich history going back thousands upon thousands of years a purposeful cultivation of ecosystems so the buffalo will have a place to roam so so the um the crops that grow um could grow in impossible conditions you know they would 
she described you know the ways in which they cultivated the ecosystem so everything can thrive and resources be abundant and that there's actual scientific proof of purposeful cultivation going back thousands of years so her people have been doing that for thousands of years so this isn't a new concept that i'm talking about this is an ancient concept that's important to our survival now okay we need to remember these ways it is in our memory it's in our cellular memory now this um, is not unique to the um to the southwest all of us have tribal histories backgrounds our our ancestry do, does go back somewhere into an indigenous roots okay we didn't just spring out of rome and here we are <laughs> you know what i mean rome quite literally devoured and conquered um an entire continent of of indigenous people okay so we have those memories we have those those records within our bodies we just need to clean up our connection so we can start drawing on that wisdom when I say drawing on that wisdom, I don't just, I don't mean like, so now you're consciously aware of how to do this. I'm talking about reinforming our subconscious with this wisdom. So our creative action naturally is in alignment with that. And this is the piece that people I think get, um, get frustrated about is because it's our, it's our action, our creative action is that manifest things in this world. It's not just the idea and just not just the awareness. A lot of things are happening. Most things are happening sourced in a, that's in our subconscious and not our conscious mind. Okay. Our conscious mind is just being willing to show up to create and do. But what is actually being created is coming from a deeper subconscious well within us. And as we clean up our ancestral connections, we can access those memories. We can access those records so they can be informing us on a deep subconscious level. Therefore, start informing our actions in our creative, um, our creative um, creativity. Okay. This is important. Oh, and this is also coming to um, I, uh, one piece that I wanted to talk about also, which is about unique ideas. So, so let me... Uh, all right, I'm going to remember that. I'm about, see, I'm about to multitask. I want to make sure I can come back to it. <laughs> if I if I lose it again, guys, please put it in the comments. Okay, about create about original ideas, original thought. <laughs> okay, Young Trick says I'm the technical director of CNN. Is on is on undercover video saying that now that COVID has subsided, they're going to focus on climate change to scare people into watching their network. Can't make this shit up, folks. Here it is, right? Thank you. Thank you. That's exactly how it goes. So, and it's not just CNN, guys. It's Fox. It's all the news networks. They are all in the same game. And the game is to manipulate and polarize. doesn't matter which side of the polarization you're on. As long as you're locked in one of them, that's all they need. You just need to be locked in one of those sides. And once you're locked in one of those sides, now you can be influenced and controlled. Okay. Influence can control because they can, because there's a, a measured kind of data being fed to make sure you get swayed one way or another through your emotional reactions, emotional responses. And our emotional reactions are, 
our emotional responses like outrage, all this stuff has a chemical impact and we do become addicted to it. It is it has been shown that we actually get addicted to the chemicals of outrage. It releases a chemical in our brain and we develop even more receptor sites because we have a lot of that chemical happening in our brain. Our brain will develop even more receptor sites and then we're now hungry for it, right? Hungry for the outrage, hungry for the drama, hungry for the intensity. And this is quite literally an illness of the entire Western world, an addiction to intensity. It's an addiction, folks. It's an addiction. This is why soft and gentle people dismiss it. Like it's not a big deal. Oh, that's just, you know, subtle, this subtle, that. It's like, you know what? Those subtle shifts have huge impacts. It's just subtle. You don't recognize the ego driver, the noisy toddler inside of us doesn't see it. A gentle data set oftentimes means the difference between, I should say a different way, a gentle, soft, nearly silent, fleeting data set, intuitive hit, often is the difference between having a successful unraveling and having an incomplete unraveling. Okay. I'm talking energy medicine here. Those very soft, quiet whispers are fleeting, very quick flashes. Those are often the game changers to the whole thing. The problem is because we're addicted to this intensity, most people will dismiss things like that, or they don't slow down enough to notice, to take notice of stuff like that. I feel like this is why Western world has really fallen out of proper um, proper relationship with plant medicines. You know, plant medicines, yeah, they'll rock your world. But it'll all, but if you need things to be on a giant loudspeaker all the time, how there's a point in time where it's not helping you anymore. You're not, the whole point is to crack you open to something new, something different, something outside of possibility from of before. And then it's up to you to continue to cobalt I'm sorry, it's two words at one time coming in my mouth. Cultivate yourself so you can um, be more you, more, more natural. The natural world, a natural human, I mean, think about this, our skin, our hair, you know, we're soft. We're soft. We're, we're sensitive, you know. That's our natural way, soft, sensitive, gentle. Sure, there's warriorness in there at times, but that's not the default. It's soft, gentle, caring, nurturing. We are caretakers of nature. We're caretakers of this realm. We need to be aware, gentle, caring, nurturing. Okay. Those are all qualities that have kind of been, I have a sneeze trying to come up. These are all qualities that we kind of dismissed as, you know, like the woman's realm, but that's not true. Men need to need their softness, sensitivity too. Not that, you know, you should be women by no means. I don't mean that at all. I mean that, you know, there's a way to have it. That's in alignment with your truth and who you really are. Okay. When I'm that tangent, let me go back to 
that other piece here. <clears throat> if I can get there, my sneeze is... <laughs> the sneeze you ever been on the edge of a sneeze and you want it to come out and it's just not happening it's like oh it's like oh. <laughs> okay hold on it's coming 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 i'll just relax and see if it comes out all right it's fading okay sensitivity sensitivities <sighs> Okay. Our soft, gentle natures. That's our natural state. And this imbalance with plant medicine. Not that plant medicine is good or bad. It's how the users use it. Okay. It's how the practitioners practice it. Um, if everything needs to be on a loudspeaker, we miss so much. And we also don't hold ourselves accountable for our own responsibility for the kinds of rhythms we live in. We really, we are responsible. Oh yeah. Original thought. Thank you, Jackie. I love you. <laughs> All right. Let me finish this and I'll get back to that one. That's important. That is something really important to talk about. Um, we are responsible for the rhythms that we choose to live in. And if we're, you know, um, in that re in right relationship with plant medicine, it'll show us, how, you know, these rhythms of slowing down, of taking our time, you know, it shows us um, how we can be when we're moving in a different rhythm. Okay. But if we are not willing to make the adjustments in our lives to accommodate different rhythms, and then we're doing plant medicines all the time, we're like, you know, we're not getting the message. We're not allowing the plant medicine to trans to help facilitate our transformation in the way that, that, um, that is in harmony, right? Instead, we're taking medicine and resisting it, taking medicine and resisting it, taking medicine and resisting it. Now we're just in the practice of resisting. Okay. That's how we fall out of proper alignment, proper harmony with plant medicine. Okay. Now, now I know that resistance is real and we don't understand that we do it and that's why i'm saying this out loud so maybe you guys can get some um insight on, on maybe how you're doing it or maybe a dear friend of yours you know is doing this so like this okay when we're moving in a different rhythm we have a very different relationship with our with our world and there's plenty of time for everything there's plenty of time um to uh and plenty of space and time to recognize those subtleties, to take action on those whispers. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. All right. Now, Jackie, I'm going to swing back around to the original thought, because this is so important. And I think those of us who've been around for several generations or not generations, decades, sorry, <laughs> several decades, we, we seen this unfold over time. So we have a different perspective. I'm saying this more for our younger indigo star seeds, you know, because um, we do come in encoded differently than the rest of humans. But um, we do, I want to just do like a reality check for you guys to understand that you're here for a purpose. Absolutely. It is to transmute, transform, um, to, you know, take action and from different places within yourself, your sovereignty. All this is true. All this is magnificent and it's true. But this is the piece that I want to um, make sure you guys check yourself in. Okay. Because you don't know what you don't know. I don't know what I don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Okay. 
the generations that have come before you know and have a lot more experience and had a lot more time in this plane to observe and watch. Okay. So maybe they're not at the same level of expansion as you are, but there is some very deep wisdom in there that's important for you to ground to. Okay. And this, for example, is this idea that you are, you are having an original thought. That is an illusion of the ego driver that you are having an original thought. This is why we can't truly claim intellectual originality around anything. It's because it is not original to our individuation. We are having, tuning in, channeling, opening ourselves to this thought. All of that we can own because it takes an effort to do all those things. It takes discipline to do all these things. It takes a lot of teaching, learning, and process to be capable of doing all these things. That we can own. But the actual thought, the actual idea, the actual concepts, those are coming from a collective field that belongs to us all. It's a collective field that belongs to us all. So none of you have rights to own it. That is your ego driver. Okay, that is your ego driver. And I can speak to this because I also have deep roots with elders, ancients. And I'm seeing the new generation of starseeds come forward with work that they think is theirs originally, but really, you know, someone beat you to it. They did it 40 years ago. It's just, it was underground and not many people knew about it. Then, then, you know, then it was redone 20 years after that. It's just, it was underground and nobody knew about it. And here we are, our next generation star seeds are picking up the, the baton, so to speak, and running with the next level of the work, which is beautiful, amazing, inspiring, all these great things, but do know that that baton would not be there for you to run with if it wasn't for the work of these people who came before you that did that same work. Okay. Barbara Hanclow is a great example. This is one of the reasons why I love her work so much because she is a living example of this truth. Okay. And this is why she, and this is why I do this too, that I tell people, you know, everything that I'm bringing forward is open source code. It's yours. It inspires you. Run with it. Keep running with it. You know, if, if you start to feel like an imposter, you can easily remedy that by just referencing where you got the information from, where, who is the original inspirer of you, right? That's, that's how you mitigate that. So our ego driver wants to pretend that, you know, ah, we're the shit, <laughs> but really we are the shit, so to speak, because we've done work, we've taken action, we've, you know, we worked our forgiveness, we've been able to clean up our ancestry, you know, we've done all the hard work to prepare this vessel to be able to take action on these inspirations, but none of the information itself is new, it's old. It's ancient. 
It's just now we're at a level of consciousness where we can have humans in existence that can access that infinite data pool. See what I'm saying? Barbara Hanclaw tells an amazing story in one of her books. I'm trying to remember which one it was. I think it might have been, was it a book or was it a seminar I went to with her? No, 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 it was a book. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was um, um, Alchemy of the Nine Dimensions, somewhere in there. I think somewhere in the fifth dimension she talks about this. And uh, she talked about, you know, so Palladian Agenda was the precursor to Alchemy of the Nine Dimensions. And that came about because she got struck with the transmission that was extremely intense. And she developed a very, very severe form of tinnitus. And she realized that she's like, she has to get this out or else quite literally this transmission was going to kill her. Her physical body couldn't handle this transmission. So the first thing she did was map it out, like map the energy out in geometry you know, in a, in a work of art, right. That helped. And then, uh, and then she did some, uh, some, um, regressions. She did a whole series of past life regressions, um, interdimensional life regressions that helped get more out that helped remove the blocks even further till eventually she got to a place where she was able through research be, she was able to pull through this other information and directly channel the consciousness that she was calling Satya, okay, which was actually her own consciousness that simultaneously incarnated in the Pleiades, okay, this is an important piece. So you would hear that journey and say, okay, this is something unique to her, only she can do this, right? But what she shared is, is that uh, I think um, um, several months following her submitting the transcript for, or, um, for the Palladian agenda, there were several other manuscripts of, of same almost exact kind of content that was submit, submitted. Okay. So her process was very unique to her. It was amazing. It was intense. I mean, it was like, wow, what a journey, right? I mean, she's activated me. She's activated many generations, not just mine, right? She is a major player in the awakening of consciousness arena, for sure. But all of that information was not unique to her. There were several other manuscripts along the same vein that were submitted to the same publishing house. She knows about that because she was the editor at the publishing house, <laughs> you know, so they came across her desk for approval. You see? So this is really important for us to understand so we can be in right relationship with each other. We need to be in community and supportive inspiration, supportive, um, you know, connection without this, without this, this piece, this ego driver piece. Okay. Because this actually causes a bigger ripple. It starts off subtle, but it causes a bigger ripple than we realize. It causes us to, to degrade without realizing we're degrading, demean without realizing we're demeaning, project our own stuff onto other people as being inauthentic. Okay. It, re it creates a a disturbance in the force. Let's say it like that. It creates a disturbance in the force. This belief that an idea is unique. Ideas 
do change the world. And when you look at all the nesting dolls that come together for an idea to be able to manifest within the consciousness of humanity, it's really clear how it's a collective idea out here in these outer nesting dolls, right? So it's already, see, all that is already has this awareness, right? Then, then you have these frequencies, the frequency level has the awareness. The light body level already is set up to receive the data. Our Akashic field sets us up to receive the data. And then our individuation receives the data. So all these other nesting dolls of beingness have this idea long before the human does. These original thoughts come directly out of the void space. It comes out of nothing. And it come, goes from nothing into something through all these nesting dolls into our awareness and even when it's in our awareness, it's not, it's not manifested yet. It's just in our awareness where the work is. And this is where you and I come in. Now we do exactly what we need to do to embody that truth, that idea. How do we embody it? By taking action, taking action, taking action. That could be speaking, that could be singing, that can be doing works of art, that could be, you know, there's a whole long list of the ways in which this human biosuit can create. But that idea inspires, right? It inspires action. That is where it is all very unique to you. You are special because you're taking action and you're bringing it forward. Boom, that's it. But the idea itself is not original. It's that you took action. That's what makes the difference. And our embodiment is so important because that is how we change this reality is what we embody. And this is why, you know, well, I can say this is why all the work that I've done, this is why I'm a very quiet, well, I'm talking here, but <clears throat> in my everyday world, very quiet powerhouse, you know, I am a powerhouse, not because I am, you know, I have that kind, you know, because I'm a this or a that. I'm a powerhouse because I am integrated and embodied these different levels, my galactic levels, my interdimensional levels. They're in my being. They're embodied. Therefore, the way I clean up energy is very, very different than others. You know, I can hold something and many people in light body have this ability too. now. We can just hold something in our awareness and by the very act of us witnessing it, that unravels it. That happens because we're embodied. Our expanded interdimensional, multidimensional levels is a living, breathing reality within our cells. We're embodied. Okay. So no matter how expanded we are, no matter how, what our mission is, you can still do your mission and be that work of that, that work in progress at the same time. Absolutely. Because there are star seeds, indigos here that have big, 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 big energies that they are working at bringing into their body. It doesn't mean you need to be perfect to do your work to help humanity. No, 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 no. It's important that you accept yourself where you are and you do the work for humanity, of course, but don't put to the wayside because it's difficult your embodiment. 
because that embodiment is going to make a huge difference further down the line. For all of humanity, not just your personal experience. So it's not just for yourself that you do it or don't do it. Not doing, not working at embodiment affects everybody and working on your embodiment affects everybody. So accept where you are, do your best, and that's the best you can do. And that is just perfect. That is just perfect. Okay. Ah, thank you again, Jackie, for that original thought reminder. I really needed it. I appreciate all of you being here, guys. Thank you so much for contributing to the conversation and supporting me in my <laughs> in my under the weather report. <laughs> um, I think uh, I'm going to uh, take a shower and go to bed now because I um, I need the rest. Man, I'm really feeling it. My body's taxed. Um, oh, one more comment and then I'll say goodbye all the way. A dear sister, um, Jackie says, um, thank you for the clarity of the idea thoughts not being original, but our actions are our part. And also for the example you show us. Oh, thank you, Jackie. Thank you. I appreciate that. So guys, um, want to let you guys know that our Dreamtime Healing Projects has space available if you're interested in learning how to dream your world into being, how to utilize your dream time to manifest the life you want, to manifest the things that your spirit wants, your purpose here in this life. I encourage you to check out our lightbodyacademy.com and, uh, and then you go to resources and it's in the resources link somewhere. And then um, if you want to contribute into these conversations that we have, I encourage you to check out our Telegram group, which is the Multidimensional Human in Telegram. And then on Facebook, we have the Rise of the Multidimensional Human group. Um, that's where you can post and interact with people in the community. And there's some really lovely conversations that get, that get spurred in, in those groups. Um, I'm not necessarily interacting in those groups because I'm not, um, I kind of have an aversion to how much electronics I, I want to deal with in a day. And I also, you know, work on, you know, with seeing clients and doing classes. So, so the Zoom, I have like only so much bandwidth to be on, to be on electronics. So I don't necessarily engage very much in those groups, but I do go through them and read them. And very oftentimes what we talk about is all rooted in those conversations. So if you want to take part to do your part in that, I encourage you guys to check out those two groups, one on Telegram and the other one on Facebook. And of course, um, like, and subscribe this video on YouTube that helps other people find us. Um, we don't do any advertising. So everything that we do is all organic here. Okay. And I'm not really a, um, a super savant when it comes to, uh, you know, working the, the systems of the internet. So I just rely on word of mouth and referrals to get the word out about what we're doing. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Each and every one of you who have, um, been referral, been referring and bringing your friends into this, into these conversations. It's so wonderful to see this, this community expand and the light body community too. It's just watching how solid we are. I just love it. It really um, warms my heart and inspires me to keep going, keep doing this work. So thank you guys for that. All right. With that, I will say, see you later until next time, my darlings, take good care. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.